today our topic <coughs> <coughs> guys it's because i sufficiently triggered given today so <laughs> just be okay with what you're gonna hear today our topic is gonna be music to my ears all right yeah and um essentially we're gonna be talking about the age-old conversation between christians which is listening to secular music and the debate whether we should be listening, should we not? Mm. Are there particular people that we should be listening to? Is it okay to listen to some and not others? And um, the reason why I just thought, well, music is close to me. Yeah, It's like my passion. I know that you're also a very big creative and yes. you're also in the music space. So I thought this was going to be a cool conversation to have from a different perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of the people who tap into this conversation are people who don't really have skin in the game like that. I know exactly so what you mean. So <laughs> we're going to have this conversation. So um, I, 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 I got given a little bit triggered yeah. Because um, I, I sent you a couple of clips. She I'm did. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for your therapy later. <laughs> um, we, we sent, um, well, I sent him a couple of clips, which went viral on the internet. Mm. The first one from prophetess Tiffany Montgomery. Yeah. And she was really just, you know, ugh, guys, I'm sure you've seen it, actually. It was on The Shade Room. It was on the shade room. Imagine mm, being mm. a pasta on the shade room. On the shade room. <laughs> like that's how viral it went. Yeah. And then the second one from our well, my beloved Jackie Hill Perry, who is also coming against um, you know, just the music industry. In mm. particular, they both mentioned Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts before we go on to this conversation. <laughs> you know, the first thing I will say is that this seems to be a wave within uh, the Christian community. Mm. Um, it seems this very conversation, mm. it, it seems to come as a wave. So I, I was smiling while I was watching the video because I felt like I'm having deja vu. <laughs> uh, because I've been, I've been there and I've, I've really been there before. And I have a few gripes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just introduce that, mm -hmm. right? I have a few gripes. While at the same time, I do understand the heart. Mm. I definitely do understand the heart. So the reason I mention the significance, the significance of it being these waves mm. is because I, it's sort of like something that always pops up in Christianity, moves a few people, mm. and then it dies out. Mm. And then it'll come back again, move a few people, and then it'll die out. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I say I have gripes is particularly because of the um, one how do, what do we call it when someone is just offering like a one size fits all solution i don't know a, a one, one size, size fits, fits all, all solution <laughs> 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 right it feels the approach tends to feel very one side fits all mm -hmm. um and it 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 follows <laughs> funny enough it follows more practice of legalism more than it follows um apply ap application of principle mm -hmm. yeah that's me that's a really good point um <laughs> yes. i think i i probably should okay i think yeah adding context to the conversation so i i studied music yeah um and the way they teach you to study music like i never listen to music like the normal average music listener we just like vibing you have the good time and you just like 
it's a good song. Cool. We keep mm. playing it. Like, mm. I would be like, oh my gosh, the guitar line. I wonder what they're playing. And then, like, start writing the guitar line out or the, the beats or listening to the production. Oh my gosh, they're using this. this, this. So, the way I understand music is a bit nerdy. Yes, I get you. <laughs> to say anything. Yeah. Um. So, essentially, there was just um a, a period of time where I really felt God saying that I should stop listening to secular music. Mm-hmm. That was a struggle for me. Not just because I love music. And when I say music, I mean anywhere from Bach and mm. Beethoven to Hiatus Coyote to heavy metal, Evanescence to hip hop. I just loved music. Mm. Mm. And it was really hard to give up in the first place. But as I um, I was continuing, well, in the obedience mm-hmm. and then also just understanding what music really is, right? I feel like the reason why this conversation keeps coming up is because there is such a heavy influence that we get as Christians listening to actually not just as Christians, as people listening to music. Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part, what happens, and that's why the wave down dies down and then comes back up again is I don't think we really take it seriously, like how much music plays into what we do in culture. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the way that I've understood it, like even the fact that you teach children with music, Mm. um, it's an education tool. I think we've always had this binary conversation of the one size fits all. Yeah. Because um, we're like music is worship. Music isn't worship. Mm. Music is a tool. Mm-hmm. And it can be used for worship. Yes. It can be used for education. It can be used for cultural influences. And I think if you understand music at that point, then you begin to scrutinize what you listen to a little bit more. Yes, And I think that's why the heart of the conversation is don't listen to secular music. Now, um, I think it does create, it does take a very mature person to be disciplined, if you are going to keep listening to secular music, to be disciplined in what you allow yeah. to be playing in your head over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also very ignorant of us to kind of think that music doesn't have a part or it doesn't have influence on in how you live your life. Yeah, And I think that's why the conversation becomes so aggressive i guess yes um and i think that's especially why people come in the manner that these women have come out speaking in such a way it's like really boldly especially against beyonce we know why yeah it still baffles me to this day like how you can be so disrespectful to the christian community Mm -hmm. saying that you use the Bible as tampon pages. Come, I mean, what mm. you use the the Bible pages as a tampon? Mm. Like that's just so disrespectful. But yet we still have a large Christian community that supports her. I didn't know that was a thing. That was a thing. Oh, okay. That's one of the lyrics in her song. She has another a lot of other um, songs that um, refer to different deities and you know pagan gods. And then you have a woman who's speaking out of against this and. In the comments, mm-hmm. not the one that you watched, the okay, original video. The original video, yeah. There were a lot of Christians defending Beyonce. And it actually kind of grieved me because I'm like, how do you regard this woman with so much 
love mm. and respect and honor while she's disrespecting the person that you claim to love and that you're devoted to who gave his life up for you. And I think that's where this conversation has become a little bit more aggressive. Okay. Is okay. because the the music industry is very aggressive in their narrative and their rhetoric of disrespecting mm. um, our beliefs and also just promoting such demonic things at the same time. So I think that's where people are getting their... Does it make sense? Yeah. You know, I particularly right now, I'm thinking of the idea of promoting demonic things. Mm. Here's why. <clears throat> Imagine yourself being an individual who knows, like you, you don't really, you're not really conscious of the demonic world, mm. right? And you're an artist. Mm. And I think I think often what, what um, secular artists get accused of is being demonic. Whereas what they're actually doing is probably not doing, not necessarily being intentionally demonic. Okay. And here, that's a very, very big distinction because people who are demonic are very intentional about it. Mm. Right? Like um, there's a, there's a, there are people who have, and I hope I'm, I'm, I'm like, the Making point the distinction. Of, yeah, exactly. Quite. I'm going to make it quite clear. So what I'm trying to say is this. You get a person who will do something, but they have no idea what this even means or what it is. They just thought it sounds cool. Mm. You understand? Then there's someone who will do something. They know exactly what they're doing. They've done the research. Mm. They know who this person is. Mm -hmm. They know the history and they know exactly what they're looking for from mm. that source. Mm. And what tends to happen, and I understand if someone would come were to come with the... Um, sentiment that rather spit both of them out because you don't know which is which, mm. right? I'd understand that sentiment. However, I think it's important to sometimes acknowledge that there are people who will, like say for example, right? Let, let's take Beyonce since we're having a conversation about her, but I also want to place her within the umbrella of a lot of people in Hollywood, yeah. right? Or a lot of people in, in the arts. Like a lot of them now are so famous that their dancers are being choreographed by other people mm -hmm. a lot of them are so famous that they have rooms full of writers writing songs for them mm. it's important to note that Beyonce has songs where from start to finish she did not write it mm. right um, in fact many of those writers come out later to say oh yeah, yeah I wrote that song mm -hmm. so then it it sort of brings me to the place of, of the reason I mentioned the dance moves is because there's she's obviously been accused of certain dance poses mm -hmm. I mean Guys, imagine yourself a dancer. Like, what pose? What are the chances of you posing like something demonic? Think about it, right? I mean, from the perspective okay. of you being a dancer, what are the a professional dancer? What are the chances of you literally coming up with a dance move, and it just so happened to be the silhouette of a thing? You get what I mean? I get you. Yeah, yeah like, like. Um, what the point the point that I'm trying to get at is it, it is important for us as Christians to understand that we cannot we 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 speak with a lot of authority, but mm. there is there is concern when we make blanket statements, mm -hmm. right? To say anyone who is doing this, this is what they're doing, stay away from them. Mm -hmm. Um and unfortunately people who are artistic tend to not think that way. Interesting. Right? People who are art artistic don't think in that way. Like um, there's a dude I know, uh, I watch his videos. I think he's primarily on TikTok. He takes ink 
and then he blows it into a paper. Mm-hmm. And then he'll try and take that ink, that mess, and turn it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. What are the chances? Like, just think about it. He literally blows and there's a shape, whatever shape that comes out, mm-hmm. he then turns it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of someone zooming into one of the things he's blown out and being like, hey, mm-hmm. that looks a lot like, mm-hmm. you get where I'm going with yeah. this? Exactly. So it's it's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying this in defense of, or to say Beyonce is not. Mm. Um, what I am saying is, it is important to broaden our perspective of these artists mm-hmm. and contextualize them as much as we can. Mm. Although I would at the same time agree with the statement to a certain extent, with the statement of if you don't know, although, although, let me rather finish the sentence. <laughs> if you don't know, it is like if you don't know that food is poisoned, you see, that's that's why I'm, that's why I think it doesn't work. You know why? Mm. You know Paul's principle, the principle that he established when he said, um, if you go to the market and you buy, like, think about this: if you go mm-hmm. to the market and you're buying meat, don't ask who the meat is sacrificed to. <laughs> like, don't ask. You don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to know what you did last night. Where you prayed, what tombstone you went to, just put the meat in front of me. And the reason he says it is says this, because we know that these other gods are not real. They they mm-hmm. don't exist. They are nothing compared to who we worship. Mm-hmm. And if if I tend to apply that as a principle in a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? I tend to. But I'll leave it for there for now. You leave it for there. <laughs> for now. Okay. I see you. I think what I would because you you said something that was very interesting. You said like um, you know, when you get to a certain level as an artist, which does make sense, you know, mm. when you're an indie and you're still coming up, you're doing everything, you're doing photography, mixing, mastering, marketing, everything. Mm. But as soon mm. as you get to a level of fame, such as a Beyonce, Rihanna, whatever, you do have a team yes. of people who are working for you. But I guess I would be, I don't think, and obviously this is now just an assumption because yeah. I'm not there and mm-hmm. I don't have people there for me to reference that I know personally. But it, would, it wouldn't it would make sense for me as an artist to, yes, you give the choreographer their job and the lighting person their job and stuff like that. But to say that you don't have power over these things mm-hmm. is a bit weird for me. But at the same time, I think one of the things that Beyonce has been praised about is just being involved in her creative process a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think... The thing that I guess bothers me, yes, you get a choreographer, yes, you get a songwriter and a what, what, what. But if you're an artist at the level of Beyonce, I can't say that you don't have creative authority Mm -hmm. to be like, I get you. Wait a minute. Or like, for example, a good example is like Sam Smith. Yeah. At the Grammys. Yeah. Dressed up. Like mm. Satan. Yeah, you see... You understand? Yeah. Like, you see, you actually brought up two different... Well, you brought up one artist that is sort of the other side of the extreme that I'm trying to explain. Okay. So with regards to... Remember that having authority is not the same as having knowledge. Okay. So you can have authority over a piece of work, but it doesn't mean that you went and researched every lyric. Or you went and researched every dance move or dance pose. Okay. And you were intentional about... Listen, as you're choreographing this thing, make sure that you put this dance move, this pose, Mm -hmm. because I want it here, because I want to bring uh, light to this, Mm -hmm. right? Those are two different things. So 
consider the 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 career of someone at Beyonce's caliber, right? Mm-hmm. How many people do you think she's worked with mm-hmm. in her? You, imagine now having to go into every single dance move and making sure that none of it has any remote relations to. And I say mm-hmm. this particularly with her, especially with other artists as well. The dance moves, especially people will just pause and say, "Look at that! Mm-hmm. Look at that!" You know, you know, that's the thing, ne? Conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. are created through the details. Mm-hmm. The details that the rest of us look at and we're like, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, really? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the conspiracy theorists never have a, have a point. Some mm-hmm. of them, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that has, that you that have a point sense, there. Yes. That makes sense. So the only point I'm making quite, quite literally is this. It's not necessarily to say that there's no authority mm-hmm. 